right. Welcome back to another episode of Run Off the Mill. This is being recorded on Christmas Day, so I'm sure any viewers listening to it when we I we release it, you know, it's it's way after Christmas, but still, I just want to shout out Merry Christmas to y'all. <laughs> well, so uh, Merry Christmas. Christmas, yes, yeah. It's one of the hosts, Curtis, the chemist, and I have my two co-hosts with me. You guys have any sort of um, short topics that you want to talk about before we start the episode? And today's episode is we're going to cover tips on how to network. I think this is a super relevant and important episode, especially in today's virtual environment. Yeah. I'm excited for this episode uh, because I feel like I don't do a good job at networking or I'm kind of ignorant about it. So I might be doing a lot of listening instead of talking for this one. Yeah, I was hoping to learn from YouTube because I feel like how I network, I've been, you know, in the right place at the right time to meet the right people. And I feel like, of course, that's every sort of networking experience. However, it's very small scaled in my case because I started off with just, you know, graduating college with without that much of um, a sort of job opportunity and then working my way up from there. However, each group I worked my way up from, I honestly only got to really know like, you know, two to three people that I regard as people that could like help me get to the next step. So maybe the quality of people, you know, for networking was there for me. However, the quantity was apparently not there. So I don't do either of you. Would either of you have like had networked with a lot of people back in the day? I think Patrick, you have in college i remember you know the groups you were in and all you did in berkeley so i would i would like to hear about that yeah for sure that's a good kind of transition i i think personally for me i'll i'll mention that i think quality matters much more than quantity i think quantity does matter to a certain extent uh, just to think about like the reach of your network but just to kind of talk about some of my experiences anecdotally I think a lot of times in college, there are just so many professional events, right? There's like recruiting events, there's info sessions, there's like mock interviews with professionals. There are so many events that you could attend to kind of quote unquote, expand your network. But I think it's also really important to understand that your friend circle is also kind of part of your network, right? And as you kind of built some of those relationships over college and over time, whether it be through family friends, college friends, you know, professors and classmates, you know, those are also people that you can count within your network and the quality of those relationships might even be higher uh, because you've spent so much time and, you know, kind of quality time together with them. So, yeah, really within my experience, I think a lot of it was just kind of building that relationship in college um, and then kind of continually checking in and almost becoming like a friend. Um, and then as a result, kind of either having those individuals evolve into mentors or having those individuals kind of grow and evolve at my side as friends. So I think those are kind of the, the two easiest and most straightforward ways to kind of grow your network. But for people who are outside of college, you know, I think there's still plenty of opportunities. If you look on LinkedIn, for example, there are so many times when companies are hosting like seminars or meetings and there are plenty of people out there um, that function as kind of like life coaches and mentors and reaching out to them 
uh, organically and kind of building that relationship is also a really good way to kind of expand your network. Yeah, I would like to uh, suggest to our uh, listeners, do, do it as organically as you can, because I've had some people trying to network with me on LinkedIn, basically saying, hey, can you get me a job? And I'm like, dude, that, that's so rude, <laughs> first of all. And it's like, yeah, I feel like they're, they're you know, take, take people lessons. So like, how do, how do you interact with somebody professionally? It should still be, you know, regarded in the highest aspect and priority, even in such a big social media age, right? I, it's like, I, I feel like some, sometimes people kind of walk up to you in like on social media as they do in person, just trying to, you know, network and get an opportunity. However, you know, there might be some sort of, um, I, I wouldn't say like social etiquette that they might, they might like, um, I, first impressions are very important. So it's just like you have, your social etiquette has to be on point. Would you agree? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's important to mention that when you're networking with someone, the intent here shouldn't be to, to make a positive gain, but rather to mm. build a mutual relationship, right? If you are just asking people for things, that's, that's not a network. You're just essentially being a beggar in a sense, right? Um, I think it's important to, to recognize that in order for you to build that network, you need to kind of give back, right? And have that mutual shared experience of respect and time, right? And I think if you're someone who, who's a little bit younger and you're kind of questioning, hey, what can I offer to this person? Uh, I think it's you can offer your time as well as your potential, right? And I think that's important to note because as you, and this kind of ties back to our, our earlier mentor mentorship episode where you know as you talk with other people and and build those relationships they'll be investing your growth just as much as you are invested in the advice that they have to give right so i think curse hit it perfectly where you know there still needs to be a degree of of etiquette uh, and i highlight that as being super important because the purpose of networking shouldn't be just to ask for favors and to kind of curry the relationship in your favor but it should really be based on a ground of mutual respect. Here, here's a question. As someone who is not very confident that they are a good networker, um, what is the benefits of networking for someone who is trying to network? Um, because while it's great to have relationships and all um, and make friends and whatnot, um, at the end of the day, I guess we're seeking something in the professional realm uh, besides just another friend. And that that's something takes effort and energy uh, to build. So what exactly are the, uh, the benefits? Why should somebody be networking? Curtis, do you want to give your thoughts real quick? Um, first thought that comes to my mind is, is generally like, you know, this network is somebody that will be there for you, you know, when you need it. Uh, I think a good example is, let's say you got laid off and this guy in your network could basically, you know, trust you and find you, you know, another work opportunity. That's, that's one very good reason to, you know, keep up good network system. Right. Uh, and that's the most immediate one I could think of, but Patrick, if you have any that you can say while I think of more, you know, that'd be great. Yeah. I, I think that's a perfect example where, you know, your network is kind of a long-term investment. Again, we're not trying to build a network to have gains to 
you know, yeah, job offers per se, right? That it, your relationship might lead to a job offer. But I think it's really about experiencing the diversity of life. And Rahul, I think you teed up this question really well as someone who's worked in a variety of fields. Because let's say, for example, you know, I work in finance. And as a result, most of my professional network might be in finance. You know, if I want to pivot to marketing and I didn't know anyone in marketing, uh, then it's kind of tough to kind of make that jump, right? Whereas if you had kind of built up that network and you knew people who worked in marketing, right, you could send them a message and be like, hey, you know, I've worked in finance. I could give you, you know, potential finance tips or we could have discussions about things and I could give you my knowledge. But I'm curious about what you do on a day-to-day basis, right? Can you tell me a little bit more about what the field is like, what your job is like, and then maybe I'm interested in making a jump. And then that person who works in marketing might be like, hey, maybe I know somebody or I know of an opportunity that I could pass along to you that might be a good fit, right? So I think it's, it's about that human connection and it's about that diversity of experience. Not saying that you need to kind of jump to a different industry uh, just to have that network, but I think it's important to have that, again, that diversity for other situations that might arise, right? Let's say, for example, uh, one of your friends becomes a real estate agent and then you want to buy a house, right? Would you rather go to a, a broker that you don't know of or would you rather go to your friend who's a real estate agent to kind of help you and prep you for that, for that change? Now, here's another question. Now, in this, have you guys ever sort of cold called in in making networks? Like, for example, just actually going out to somebody and, you know, trying to pick their brain. As, for example, Curtis had mentioned that happened to him where, well, I mean, they didn't do a very good job of it, but... Um, have you guys actually like used, for example, LinkedIn and actually ping people uh, via LinkedIn? Because I could see this sort of thing working well in like, let's say a conference where, you know, you're both holding a cup of coffee and you're like, hey, you know, uh, nice name tag. I see, <laughs> you know, you're working in marketing. Um, can you tell me a little bit more? I'm planning to tr- transition if possible. Um, whereas, you know, right now with the pandemic going on, these sort of conferences and whatnot are really going on. So um, what have your experiences been like in marketing? Uh, I think yeah. I have a, you go, Patrick. a really good example here. Um, and I'll, I'll mention Twitter as kind of my medium. Um, and this is why I kind of, I'm so grateful for kind of the modern world of technology and everything that we have today. Um, but very quickly, so uh, I'm, I'm very into collecting sneakers as a hobby. <laughs> um, and there are a couple individuals I follow on Twitter who run kind of data analytics on the kind of athletic market overall um, and there's this one very prominent individual who kind of publishes a lot of stats on kind of sneaker sales uh brands and kind of overall i guess like just interesting facts about kind of the overall sneaker market and in a lot of his tweets he'll mention you know sourcing and things like that as well as a company he works for um, and you know i've followed this guy for probably three to four years And over the course of time, I've just found myself actually replying to a lot of his tweets. And then at a certain point when I was looking to actually uh, change jobs, I I sent him a DM over Twitter. Uh, And I was like, hey, you know, I I love the things that you do. Um, I'm very interested in this field, blah, blah, blah. I gave him like a quick rundown of my thoughts on, you know, one of his most recent posts and essays. Uh, And he thought it was super interesting. And he was like, hey, here's my email. Send me a resume and let's talk. 
Um, and that's kind of how I kind of built that initial rela uh, relationship with that person. Um, and while unfortunately uh, the job opportunity did not work out um, because it was local to Chicago, um, I still kind of look back at that experience as, hey, I did you know cold DM someone out um, and kind of offer some of my opinions and feedback. And there was a lot of positive reception to that. Excellent, wow. I wish I could get to that point one day where I get an intellectual yeah. conversation with someone on Twitter um, and get something uh, quite interesting out of it. That sounds like a really good experience. Yeah, I think it all kind of boils back down to kind of building right. a genuine relationship where, you know, initially when I was responding to a lot of posts and sending him random DMs, uh, he just read the DM and probably ignored me. Uh, but at a certain point, I think he recognized that, hey, the insight that I have is is non-zero. Um, and then, you know, I tried to be a little bit more direct and kind of build that relationship. And, it, and then we ended up having a conversation and then talking more, you know, first off about our passion for kind of sneakers and the culture and kind of how the market is performing before it kind of became a conversation about, you know, a job. You know, that's, that's a really good point. I think I once was talking to my dad about like, you know, contacts he's met throughout his like 59 years of living. And he was telling me how it's like, you know, this, in our day, it's like, we feel like we discovered the new way of networking. You got to have some sort of uh, mutual interest in order to like really gain and garner this new network. However, it's like, it's it's this is the age old adage it's just like it applied in his time it's just like it's important to try to find those sort of mutual interests and points so that you could start a conversation and then build on that and then if it leads to other ways of you know getting more familiar with the new network sure that's fine but it's like i feel like you know having you know that sort of uh, mutual interest to build upon it's like for all the listeners out there uh, you got to try to find that sort of mutual interest when you're talking to this new network, right? For sure, for sure. Yeah, and I, I think for us too, it was easy to connect because we had a common topic to kind of bond over. Um, and, you know, a lot of the conversations that we have, and I, I still talk to this guy to this day and have, you know, Twitter notifications on and just pop in and, and mention my thoughts if there's anything interesting. Um yeah, I, I think, again, this kind of speaks back to building relationships organically, right, and, and kind of treating your network as an extension of or a step up from friendships, right, where, you know, you treat that person with respect, you respect their time. And again, you're not looking for positive gain here, per se. I see. Another question. Oh. I will say... Oh, uh, go ahead, yeah. Curtis. Yeah. Just, just a little bit more on, like, cold calling. Uh, it's not... I'd say it's a little bit uh, above <clears throat> the the lowest level of just cold calling somebody that's totally outside your network. But Rahul, what you may you know want to do in the future is find a big company because I work in a big company right now and I realize how much easier it is that this person's within the company, but they might be several departments removed. It's easier to connect with them in case I need something done. And in that aspect, it's just like, it's, I find it's their responsibility to take care of this action step that's outside of uh, my job responsibility. And it's just like, it's easier to code call on them to do something and then, you know, try to build a network mm -hmm. from there. 
I don't know if you have anything else to add to that, Patrick. Yeah, I think that's about like leveraging your existing relationships Mm -hmm. where it's like if you know this individual or some key person in power, right, your message will go a lot further. Um, But again, I I feel like there are some tactics around like name dropping and I I think it's really important to be genuine there where it's like, again, I don't want to name drop and just cold reach out to you to get something done, but rather I'm interested in building this relationship uh, and seeing what you have to say. So that's kind of what I would recommend where, you know, if you're interested in cold calling someone or sending a cold email or connecting with someone on LinkedIn, I think being really genuine in your message is is super important, right? Again, I'm not here to just connect with you to get that job, but Mm -hmm. I want to learn more about this industry. I want to learn more about the company that you work for. And I want to build a relationship with you, you know, first off, before we kind of move to that separate conversation. Yeah, no, I think think uh, another question. Definitely, definitely leveraging the experience of working in a large company is great. Um, For sure, like when you're in the same work environment, uh, even in different departments, you know, you have a common ground, uh, the common struggle going on. And, you know, everyone uh, has the incentive of trying to prove, um, you know, their team members' uh, performance within the company. So, Uh, definitely good advice there. My question was, you know, so far we've talked about LinkedIn. We mentioned briefly conferences and we've just discussed um, how we could build networks within our own company. Um, What have, what other ways have you guys been, you know, utilizing in order to build your networks? Hmm. That's a good question. Patrick, can you, can you go first on this while I think about it? Yeah, absolutely. Again, I, I really want to thank technology for this. Um, I think personally for me, LinkedIn and Twitter are kind of the two places to go. I wasn't actually that active on LinkedIn outside of when I was tr- trying to actively recruit. But recently, I've been kind of forcing myself to be more active on that social media platform, just to see what you know the people around me are up to, and to kind of keep up to date uh, with the network around me. And I think that's really kind of paid off in, in dividends, you know, looking at the network that I built while I was in college. You know, I think I connected with, you know, probably 500 plus individuals uh, throughout my four years in college. And it's really interesting just to kind of take a quick glance at, oh, hey, like this individual moved to this country or, hey, this individual is at this company now. Um, and I actually reached back out to a couple of those folks and said, hey, just wanted to like check in. It's been like a couple of years since we've talked and I hope that you're doing well. Um, and that's led to some pretty interesting organic conversations just to kind of get, you know, those individuals' perspectives on life and their career and how they're doing. Um, and it's just good to see that people around me are are doing fairly well. I'll mention really quickly that I think Twitter, personally for me, is like a really underrated social media tool where there are so many people out there with so many snippets of knowledge that are just so interesting and so amazing I can't tell you how many stories I've read or so many experiences and takeaways uh, that I've read that have led to like follows and conversations and comments um, that I think I've really enhanced my knowledge base. And then kind of what I was speaking to before about the the sneaker analyst, um, I think kind of building up those relationships, although somewhat anonymously at first uh, can lead to, you know, real life connections uh, after. Uh, I'll mention really quickly with that, with that sneaker individual uh, he had mentioned uh, and or kind of questioned if I could fly to Chicago and we could meet up. Um, and unfortunately, that wasn't a reality under COVID. 
Uh, but I could definitely see that happening potentially in the future. Curtis, I'm going to pass this back to you. You know, what are some other conventional tools for building your network that you would use? Yeah, if we were to talk about my college days, I feel like I was a late bloomer. So I never really got to, you know, using social media like I do now to increase my network. However, you said conventional, right? Oh, man, I was just like, this is a more unorthodox than conventional because I don't, I, maybe you guys could, could uh, chime in and think, say like, oh, it actually is conventional, but <laughs> I actually just make small talk with people sometimes, <laughs> you know, in the, in the shopping line or, you know, at restaurants when I'm getting my order, it could be like, oh man, why is this order taking so long to fulfill? <laughs> you know, just this sort of like, um, uh, you know, thought bubble thought that you have. And it's like, it could start a conversation. And I think one time um, we were just talking about, maybe this was during university. I was just like, it was literally in a line where, you know, we we're getting food and I had a, I don't, I didn't never had like a, a what do you call it? Uh, dining hall pass before so it's like I had another friend mm. get me into the dining hall and it's just like I was online with uh, one of their mutual other mutual friends that I didn't really know and so like one thing led to another you know just talking about you know you know the food and everything and it's just like I remember the sort of thing where it's like I think I said I wanted to get more in tune with working out and the guy was just like oh word you know if you want to like join in on our ultimate frisbee team and Basically, it was just like, you sometimes find that this sort of conventional is like, you kind of like have a sort of want. And if they kind of like catch onto it and respond with something that they can offer, you know, just like no strings attached, you know, you get to like kind of network and get into a, a same, a group at the same time. So, you know, um, to cut the story short, I did ultimate Frisbee for a little bit but it never really worked out because, you know, I eventually learned that, you know, that was not something that I wanted to continue with, but, you know, just that was my experience. Like I think is unconventional yet conventional at the same time, like trying to make small talk with people in the line, obviously it's harder with COVID right now, but you know, has that ever happened for you Rahul? Yeah. Yeah. I would say I've had um, small talk here and there, although perhaps I'm not as uh, eloquent with small talk. So <laughs> uh, for me, that's something I'm still working on. Um, but I can see that from, you know, our conversation so far that some of the major takeaways that I've gained thus far is, you know, try to be genuine with it. Don't go for it, you know, add it for personal gain. And to me, it sounds like, you know, if you are actually going with it as, as we would, you know, normally to make friends, for example, um, that is with, you know, an innocent mind and uh, not trying to be sleazy about getting the next uh, higher position or the next job offer, um, the things should go pretty well. So uh, for me, that's uh, definitely something I want to incorporate in my day-to-day -day life as I try to build my own network and move on to something bigger and better. Yeah, I'll mention two really quick points uh, to Curtis' example. I think it was a fantastic example um, but I think two really important points that stick out to me that I'll mention are, number one, it's never too late to start or to grow your network. 
Um, and I think, again, a lot of these relationships that you build, you're not looking for a direct gain now, right? You're looking to provide input for each other and to kind of have that mutual respect again. So, you know, I, I think for someone who's like, oh, I have zero network right now, you know, it's never too late to start, right? You could always go on LinkedIn, reach out to your existing connections and say, hey, I'm looking to kind of expand my network. Do you have any kind of interested or interesting or talented individuals that I could maybe talk to um, about general things or things that I'm interested in? And then number two, you know, Curtis, I think you hit the nail on the head where, right, you approached, you know, people in line or, you know, your, your mutual friends um, with genuine curiosity, right? You were like, hey, let's try to become friends and build a relationship rather than you saying, hey, you work at this company that I want to get into. Let me talk to you to explicitly get it in, right? Um, and who knows, like maybe that individual is someone that you'll reach out to in the future and say, hey, remember when we played Ultimate Frisbee together for you know a couple months in 2018 or whenever and be like, hey, I'm moving to this company soon that you're working at. Do you have any advice or tips for me as someone new who's starting? Um, and again, kind of rekindling that old existing relationship. Yeah. Wow. I mean, do you have any more questions, Rahul, in regards to? No questions for me. I think for someone like myself, I actually, you know, this is something I struggled with in academia where I would often go to conferences and they were sort of set up for this kind of thing of networking where you know, get to meet a bunch of researchers from different uh, you know, educational institutions, universities and whatnot. Um, and there's always this underlying understanding that we're all there just to make connections. And for me, I always found that as something a little bit unnerving or you know, disingenuine. But you know, talking to you guys, I feel like there's, differently, there's definitely a different way to perceive this. Uh, I perceive a conference that is, or perceive any sort of uh, interaction with a professional contact, uh, not for gain per se, but, you know, just for the genuine, you know, opportunity of connecting with somebody uh, and, uh, you know, also helping them out when push comes to shove for their, uh, for the, on their end as well. So um, that is, you know, not to always look at the label, of you know what university they're coming from, or in a professional sense, what company they're working in, what position they're working in, um, but just you know genuinely trying to make connection with another human being, um, and hopefully benefiting from it. But if not, you know just keeping it as it is. Yep. 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 I mean, you're bound to eventually with all those genuine connections, whether it doesn't work out immediately, you're, you're bound to hit somebody that can definitely offer something to you back because they, they learned who you are. You took the time to get to know, learn who they are. And yeah, it's like more, more often than not, you'll find surprises in that, you know, this person, which, you know, you had a connection and like Patrick said, you eventually reach out again, you know, they're willing to help you in the future. You know, that's what I find. Uh, more common these days for quality connections. Absolutely. Yeah, maybe it's the the opposite way around too, where you make a genuine connection with someone else and they're like, hey, you know, I'm interested in working at your company. Can you introduce me to someone, right? And then you say yes, right? And then you become a valuable point of contact for that individual. And then maybe they kind of, you know, pay back or pay for the favor, you know, in the future as well, right? We're all in this together. 
Is there any more thoughts onto networking or do you want to just add some closing thoughts? For me, that's all I have. I thought Patrick's way of ending uh, was really eloquent, so <laughs> I'm not going to ruin it. <laughs> yeah, Patrick's the MVP. <laughs> the MVP co-host. <laughs> no, no, no. The, yeah. the we're team. all in it together. All about the team. The team. Yeah, networking team. Yeah, we're all in it together. Awesome. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I mean, I hope that whoever's listening to our podcast have uh, received a few feedback. Um, they generally can relate to what the advice that we're giving out and our experiences. So, I mean, I, this is a very important episode, in my opinion, uh, networking. So, and I think we can all, we can all like, you know, tomorrow when we like after this break, Christmas break and go back into the office, we can all like put a bigger effort and a foot down on increasing our networks in the future. Right. I agree. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We upload every other Thursday of the month. If you enjoyed the content, please follow our podcast channel. We strive to create content that would make a positive impact in your career journey. In return for our efforts, we would like to hear from you. For any suggestions, topic requests, or enlightening musings, please email contactrotm at gmail.com. We look forward to the next time you tune in for another episode.